Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. There it is. I hit a button and the universe begins recording us in this conversation. I'm excited. <laughs> I've waited so long to have this. We've chatted a while ago and um, it, this is going to be a very dynamic conversation. The person I'm talking to is quite the expert in all things agile and marketing. And as we're going to learn that those two things don't naturally go together. It takes some work, takes some strategy. And he is an agile marketing transformation coach. Holy crap, we're going to find out what that means. Um, Agile digital marketing strategy consultant as well. The author of the book, the book, Lean Agile Marketing. And he's actually working on a second one, which we may, we may get a little sneak peek of to find out what's, what's cooking. Founder, managing director of CXConversion.com, Femi Olajiga. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me. Um, just a, a side note, this is my first podcast, so I'm just going to wing it as we go but i'm gonna wing try it. as much as possible well to this is this is my first as... podcast too <laughs> <laughs> i'll try and be as authentic as i can uh i was quite um, honored when you requested that i join you i am very passionate about agile marketing i yeah. kind of found myself <clears throat> in agile marketing organically it's not something that i planned i so my, a bit about my background i started my career in it Worked in IT and then came to the UK in 2007. Yeah. So I worked in a few software companies. And in 2016, I, I was just browsing the internet, reading marketing articles. And then I saw the word agile marketing. So I was like, wow, this is a very interesting word. Uh, it just kind of hit me. So I was yeah. like, okay, let me research and read about agile marketing. So what I realized was the more I read about the articles existing, I'm talking about 2016, that's just four years ago, I realized that a lot of what they were trying to say was similar to the way we worked in some of the software companies I worked in. Right. And then I realized that some of the information was dead wrong. Really? So I was like, okay, this is a problem. So my introduction to agile marketing was more like, okay, there's a lot of misinformation online. How can I help to correct this? So I read a few more and I discovered the Agile Marketing Manifesto. And I was like, wow, this is brilliant. That was published in 2012. And I was like, okay, but this Agile Marketing... It's it's like eight years now. Yeah. Yeah. The Agile Marketing Manifesto was published eight years ago. So I was like, okay, there's so much wrong with this manifesto. Mm, I was just being gotcha. honest and blunt. I, one of my problems is I don't know how to be diplomatic. When I see something, I just say it and I go for it. And I approached a few of the authors of the Agile Marketing Manifesto and I was like, okay, we need to improve this manifesto. And I didn't get the kind of response I wished I would get. get. I wasn't really particular about putting my name there. I just wanted to help to kind of improve yeah. what they've worked on. But the kind of feedback that I got didn't really, wasn't what I was expecting. Then Interesting. I got angry. So normally people get angry and like, oh, I'm like, so the only way for me to help with this misinformation is to put out what I think 
based on my experience, agile marketing should be, is based on how companies do it. And I wrote a few articles on LinkedIn and I just thought to myself, you know what? I need to write a book about this topic because it's one thing to just read a blog post. It's another thing to read a book. So I just decided to interview a few actual practitioners back then. So I just interviewed a few in America, a few in the UK, a few in Russia, and I put together the book based on my experience and the experience of about 20 people in total. So it was actual agile marketing. But I made a few mistakes in that book because I was... I, the, the mistake with agile marketing is we pay too much respect to agile. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. We have a tradition here. Let me, I need to, I need to give you something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's heavy. Here you go. You, you work out. So here you go. Take that. That's <laughs> Thor's hammer. You got it. You grab it. Yeah. All right. Take Thor's hammer. And yeah. Smash for me that myth you're about to say around the misconceptions around agile and marketing. Yeah, the number one misconception about agile and marketing, which is still existing up till now, is the fact that marketers try to fit marketing into agile. So you have two words there. You have agile marketing. We tend to tilt heavily towards the word agile and ignore the part that marketing represents. So what I mean by this is, if you look at the Agile Marketing Manifesto, look at a lot of Agile marketing literature. Just look for the word KPI in all the commentary and all the article. Look for the word performance marketing. Look for the word uh, contributing revenue to the business. You hardly find that kind of words. And then if you go into Agile in itself, in software, it's basically software focus not business focused. And one thing that I try to tell people is Agile was created, the manifesto in 2001. Even technology back then wasn't as advanced as now. The contribution of technology to business and marketing has, in, has evolved dr- dramatically. So right. we've, we're literally working, even the Agile community has been a little bit stagnant. So when you go into Agile marketing as a marketer, you're in awe of Agile. You're like, whoa, these guys, these guys have been doing it since 2001. Yeah, it's like you uh, worship it, right? You're like, oh. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I made that mistake. And a lot of ma- that mistake, and a lot of marketers make that same mistake. You're in awe of it, and you kind of forget what your focus is. Your focus is not to be Agile. Your focus is to deliver business results with marketing. The business has a, a, a target that marketing needs to help deliver that is marketing. So agile coming into the picture is a process. So if you look at agile in itself, agile doesn't have anything about strategy. It doesn't have anything about culture. It's a process-based methodology. And another thing that really, really, really rubs me the wrong way when you talk about agile marketing is the perception that project management waterfall sequential way of doing work is bad so if you look at most conversation about agile they'll say oh the traditional way of marketing is bad we need to go into an agile way of working from my experience in my perspective it's a little bit disrespectful to marketing to come at marketers and say oh you need to do this way of working because it's been successful in it without thinking (laughs) step back 
and looking at, okay, what is the context? And that's what, what is missing with agile marketing. There's always no context. So I recently worked with a client rather than talking about theory and, and stuff. So let, I'll just go into practical case study without mentioning yeah. the client's name and anything sure. because of NDA and stuff. Unless like they're that. cool. Then you can mention. No, them. no, I'm not going to mention. That's one of my policies. <laughs> I don't mention any client's name. You so basically the, this client wants to, wanted to implement agile in marketing and they hired a consultancy and the consultancy brought two coaches that are like from IT to help them with their marketing. And one thing that that's another problem with agile marketing, the context, you bring a subject, someone that doesn't have a subject matter expertise mm. in marketing to do agile for you. If you reverse it the other way around, IT would never bring someone from marketing <laughs> to come <laughs> help the agile implementation. Could you imagine? So, yeah, so you, you just have to look at it from that angle. So, so the, the, the problem started when we went into the engagement with this client and the, the second coach that was, I was supposed to partner with, the consultancy that subcontracted the role to me, brought a second coach with an IT background. And I'm like, okay, you, we're going into an agile marketing transformation project here. I, I'm not trying to be a bad person, but this other guy, doesn't have a clue about marketing and you want to and they were like no 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 let's go why'd they bring that person in real quick like what because he has 20 years experience in agile so <laughs> and that's the problem with agile marketing people forget the context of marketing and that's why there's a lot of transformation problems that doesn't even get written about so companies have that problem of agile imp implementation with that it focus squads tribes, guild, and all those things that are IT focused, product focused, without understanding the most important question, what problem are we trying to solve? Right. That's the number one thing. If you're looking to implement agile marketing or any form of transformation, you need to ask yourself that question. What problem are we trying to solve? Do, do you find just some people, what they do is they just, they heard about it. It's some HBR you know, episode or some magazine article. And they're like, I read this in the new, in the airport. I really want to implement agile. And they just kind of go after it, not even being clear on what the outcome is or what they're trying to solve. Is that what it happens? Yeah. The, the problem with agile, you're, you're right. People read good articles, good case studies, but if you look at the actual implementation, what is written is does not really align with what is happening in the real life. Really? So, Tell me about that. Yeah, so that's one thing. If you, if you do your research properly and look at organizations that have paid millions of pounds of dollars in agile transformation, look at the metrics. What is the success metrics that they have to show for it? If you really research and dig deep into those organizations, ignore what you read online and just go deep, you will find that a lot of those things are cushioned and they, 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 they're not authentic. So back to what I, what I was trying to say about the, the way to implement agile marketing is to first understand what problem you're trying to solve. When you have an understanding of that, then you'd be able to ask those critical questions that, okay, why are we doing Scrum? Why are we doing Kanban? How will that improve revenue? How will that improve the KPIs that the CFO, the CEO has mandated? 
So if you cannot link your agile marketing implementation to business results, then you're just doing processes. Right. And it's like busy work, right? It's just busy work to stay busy or to yeah, process the process. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with processes. But if you don't have a set marketing strategy, if you don't have a good product, the process would not solve that problem. So if Agile True. is the solution to every problem, the pandemic with COVID-19 is a perfect situation mm. for Agile to come to the rescue. So why is Agile transformation and all those things not really coming to the rescue? Because Agile in itself, the community is also impacted by it. By it. So it doesn't really have a bulletproof or fail-safe right. tactic. So it's prone to problem in itself. Right. It doesn't automatically, it's not a silver bullet to solve world peace. Yeah, exactly. So the, the number one thing after identifying what problem you're trying to solve, then you need to look at the capabilities you have within your team. You see back to the, the, the implementation example that I was talking yeah. about earlier on. So when, when we went to the, into the project, the consultancy that hired me as a subcontractor to work on that project wanted to train the team. And I'm like, okay, it's good to train teams, but hmm. the training you're offering, will it solve the problem that this organization has? We don't understand this, the problem they have. So that's another problem with agile marketing. It's heavily prescriptive. People go into Agile with a solution that doesn't necessarily match the problem they have. Take, for example, you want to implement Scrum and you're a team of three people globally distributed or you're a team of one person that works with five or six external agencies. So that Scrum methodology and Kanban is not tailored for that scenario. Hmm. And that's the mistake that keeps happening. And you read about agile marketing, you read about um, huge publication that, oh, the growth of agile marketing. I don't want to go into detail, but you just see the metrics that they're talking about when they say agile transformation. It's mm. about daily stand-up. It's about retrospective. It's about, so those things to a CFO, they're like, okay, how does that improve the numbers? That's, right. the, that's the question. And agile marketing has not really developed to that level to answer those key questions. So when I wrote my first book, I was focused on agile, people doing agile. But on, with this second book, I kind of took a step back and I started interviewing real marketers, results oriented marketers. That mm. is what agile marketing is about. Whatever process you're doing, as long as you're delivering the results. And the only way for you to deliver the results is identifying the problems you have from a product, from a capability perspective as well. So I, I, I highlighted in one of my articles, agile marketing team structure. One of the problems with marketing is we have skills that are outsourced and some skills you have in-house. How do, that's a problem in itself because the flow of work within marketing gets complicated because you have, you, you have this thing called team and group. 
So if, you, if, you, if you're not clear with the capabilities within your team, it affects how you perform, how you plan, and how you execute strat- strategy. Sure. And that's why you have to go out to, I'm not saying it's wrong to go out to external experts, agencies, and stuff like that. But if you look at that capabilities spectrum, if you, if you don't have it internally and you make the wrong decision with getting it externally without knowing the capabilities of those external teams, that becomes a problem. So the whole premise of agile marketing from a marketer's perspective is understanding that, okay, what are the problems we have from a capability perspective and how do we solve it? Hmm. And sometimes Agile can help you with those problems and sometimes it can't. What would be some examples of problems that Agile can be great to solve? Agile and Lean in particular can, is very, very good with helping you visualize the problems you have if implemented the right way. Because it kind of helps the leaders to kind of approach leadership from a different perspective. So it's more like people use the word um, collaborative leadership. So one of the problems with marketing from a leadership perspective is because marketing is so diverse in terms of skill requirements. If you start looking at marketing from a channel perspective, you have acquisition, you have CRM, you have all these skills. And then whoever is at the top will always be an expert in one of those channels. Right. And we'll still have to lead people across the channel. Right. So for you to be able to lead effectively, you, are, you, you can be a T-shaped leader. You probably will have two, three skills, but because all the channels you're working with, you have marketing technology, you have analytics, you have content, you have video marketing, you have yeah, all those things. Demand gen, so, ad, yeah, all those things. And you're the leader. So how do you, as a leader, plan and execute because you can't do it yourself. So the, the leadership approach with what Agile then does, if you take practices like Scrum, some of the elements they use and integrate it into how you plan and execute your marketing strategy, that will help you then identify the problems that you're having from that capability perspective. It will help you then break down those tasks into little chunks that's the whole premise of agile marketing. Once you have your strategy nailed, you know where you're going, you know the targets, you know what you need to achieve, then breaking down those workflow, that's what agile brings to the table from a process perspective. What agile will not help you do is create those strategies, those important KPIs. It doesn't do that. So anybody looking to implement agile thinking that's going to help needs to understand the limitations of what Agile can do. The things that you need to do as a marketer. That's why I said marketing, fitting marketing into Agile is not the way to go. It's on the, doing what you need to do as a marketer and then using mm. Agile as a process to execute, to break down those tasks into small components and to change your leadership approach rather than command and control do this, do that. So as leaders, especially the, 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 the team leads and marketing teams, because you cannot know everything and you rely on your team to make certain decisions. So that trust needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that capability internally, 
how do you fill that gap externally? And that's where the conversation between insourcing and outsourcing comes. To, how do you balance it up? Because most mistakes where you see PPC budgets and all those budgets being wasted is when you make those wrong decisions with the partners that you work with, then that becomes a problem. So the whole agile thing will give you that visibility. So if you do have an external partner that is not delivering because you've broken your work down, you, you have visibility of the workflow mm. across each channel. You can, you can get visibility to, okay, this is where we have a problem. So back to the client that I was, I was talking about. So how I approached it with them was I kind of did an assessment, not like, um, interview, not like, um, written stuff. I just kind of sat down with each leader and kind of had an informal conversation an hour. What, 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 what's your team like? What's mm -hmm. the problem you're trying to solve? And then I had conversations with the team teams as well. And that those conversations started bringing out the problems. So I didn't need to tell them those problems. They were beginning to see it. And that's one thing with working with intern external um, stakeholders, because they're not invested in your organization. They can see things that you cannot see. Right. So they bring a different perspective. If someone was to come to you like, Oh, come to our team. We need help with this technology and stuff like that. What you will see will be different to what they see. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole premise where you, when you look into implement agile to kind of look at, experts that have implemented agile that have that experience there are a lot of people in the in the in the united states there's some in germany there's some in the uk so look at look at and there are very few of practical people that have that practical experience of agile marketing bring them in so they will give you a different perspective and help you identify the problems you have from a capability perspective and from whatever perspective you your you tr problem you're trying to solve right so I can see, see now this, this builds, I feel like we've baked a cake here. When you had first said, you know, don't, you know, ha let agile fit into your marketing, not the other way around. Exactly. Don't try to stuff your marketing into agile. You're like, Oh, that makes sense in theory. But when I understand now that one thing agile doesn't do is tell you your strategy, doesn't no. tell you the goals you should be going after. No. Um, but it can help your leadership identify, you've said capability issues. I, in my head, I feel like execution issues. Like, wow, we had a great strategy. Why didn't we do this? Or why did it fail? It's, it's not getting to the finish line or it's, it's, it's un inefficient, it feels like. It, maybe this helps bubble some ideas to the surface. That, But to your point, the people on the team already knew it. You just needed either an outside force to come in and some kind of new process to mix it up to say, why exactly is this thing failing? Let's, let's, let's talk about it and clean that up. But, but your point, it's not going to tell you what campaign you should be doing. It, it, oh, and see, dot, dot, dot. Now I understand why the, the terribleness of that would be if you stuff marketing into Agile, it's never going to have a strategy. It'll never tell you a strategy. So you'll, you'll, act, you'll, be, you'll execute you'll have capability, but you'll be going in circles, potentially strategic. You, you'll never have a direction. And worst of all, it won't tie into your bottom line. So yeah. everyone else in the organization is going to look at you like a bunch of idiots. Cause you're like not helping. You're not, you're, Oh, you're really efficient. You got the capability, but you're not tied into this organization. So I, I see what happens when you just worship at the altar of agile and you're not part of the business. 
Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons when I was working on, when I, when I started researching about my second book, I focused yeah. more on strategy, people, and process. So those are the three buckets. And mm. I published a YouTube video about agile marketing that focuses on those three. So the first thing that you need to do when you're thinking about agile marketing, before you even go down the route of Scrum or Kanban or whatever methodology or process you want to, you want to look at, is nailing down the business strategy from the C level, talking to the people above marketing and mm -hmm. understanding what what goals, the short term, long term, are we trying to achieve? Right. I have had the opportunity to work with CEOs, and that's how I approached it when dealing with a CEO. What objective are you trying to achieve? And then translating that business objective into your marketing strategy before right. you then break it down into tactics. Then after you've done that, that's when you then start introducing, okay, we have, this is what we need to achieve. So how do we then execute on this strategy that we've nailed down? That's when you bring in the process, your Scrum, your Kanban, mm. and you just don't bring it in plain form. You first sit down, you do a bit of research, read books. Uh, I'm going to send you a few links on some books, not yeah, books that. that I published that you can read, but really with an open mind, understand that, okay, how did IT teams implement this kind of way of working and how, what can I borrow to help my team? You talk about meetings. Okay. What, the whole thing about Scrum, Kanban and all those is down to communication. So how do we improve our communication as a team and how do we improve our communication and collaboration, collaboration with external stakeholders? How does marketing improve collaboration with sales, with IT? How do we function as a unit? Because at the end of the day, marketing, I, I mentioned that in my first book, marketing is a function of the organization, although it exists as a single function or a silo within the business, but it's a function of the whole organization. Mm. But the business is not structured that way. Because no, when someone right. comes in, buys a product, they talk to, after they buy the product, they're going to talk to after sales and maintainers and different portion of the organization would interact with a customer. And the whole customer experience is marketing in itself. So the way marketing then collaborates with those external stakeholders is quite important. And the only way to improve that is through looking at processes that will help you do that. So one thing that Agile does from a process perspective is give that visibility to work that is being done and then helps you identify what slows down the pace of work. So you understand that, okay, you're creating a landing page. You need to get approval from compliance or wherever. The, you can see the workflow. And then the senior stakeholder would then have conversations with those external stakeholders and try and resolve and make that work flow smoothly. And right. those are the kind of things that Agile helps you to do, brings that visibility to the team. And it also identifies weak spots in the team. So if you have someone that just sits and watch card videos all day long, you don't know what they're doing. Right. But when you bring Agile to the picture, everybody needs to come together to collaborate not that you're going to micromanage people, but it brings visibility to work that is being done. Even I was working with a client recently in the external agency that they've been working with for a few years. 
I'm like, okay, so how do you get feedback from these agencies? Oh, they come once every month. I'm like, so you don't meet them weekly. So you don't know what they're working on every week. So those conversations just mm. came in that, okay, I reached out to the agency. Um, let's start having meetings every Wednesday to just kind of highlight what you're working on. And we then review and then let's just break down the work into weekly chunks. So you don't really need to go in deep into Scrum and Kaman to become efficient in your, the way you execute marketing. It's just understanding your current process because every marketing team has a way they work. And that process that you have, what can you do to improve it is by bringing visibility to that current process. And that visibility will then let you see the workflow and see where those friction points are. Right. And then you can then work as a team and have those important conversations with external stakeholders to resolve that. And then if you then identify that, okay, this is my team. I'm talking about leaders here, marketing team leaders. This is my team. What are the skills that I have within the team? And what are the skills that I don't have? So how do I outsource all this? So this is what you don't necessarily need to be agile to know these things. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I highlighted earlier on that marketers by default are agile, a good marketer, really a good, a good marketer. If you're good, you might not necessarily need the, the agile scrum thing to, to make you, if you know what the results you need to deliver. So that's the most important thing that marketers need to understand. It's enough to introduce all those processes to, to speed things up. But a, a very good marketer doesn't need agile. And I'll say this again. I, 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 had it, I, was, I had the opportunity to talk to a client, a potential client. And when I, when I saw the way they work, they work in the financial services, a small team. I was blown away. And I was like, you have a very, very advanced way of working here. And they didn't do any scrum or Kanban. But they, had, they nailed down the workflow. They nailed down who needs to do what, what needs to be, to be approved. And they had a document to show that. So my, my recommendation and my advice to people looking at agile marketing is you need to ask yourself, okay, the current way we're working, is it efficient? Is it good? Are we delivering results? So just because you read an article that talks about agile marketing doesn't mean what you're doing or the way you're working is not effective. But if you want to explore it, but just try and understand that you first need to identify the problems you're trying to solve before going into it and understand that Agile in its pure form was created for IT and you just need to tailor it when approaching it with marketing. Right. If necessary. You know, it's really cool and refreshing to have someone who is an Agile marketing consultant, author, to say that you may not need it. Right? You may and not. Because otherwise, it's a lot of people just will sell you anything anyways, even if you don't need it. So it's it's Yeah, that's, another, that's another myth that I like to kind of um, yeah. break with the Thor hammer, as oh, you say. You, you still have the hammer? You want it back? <laughs> yeah. So this is the thing that marketers need to understand. We know once something gets monetized, it kind of lose, loses kind of flavor and stuff. Mm. So Agile in itself was monetized within the IT industry. I honestly believe that Agile lost its way in IT. It's not, it hasn't really evolved because I've spent years, four years, 
researching, talking to people, working within Agile. And I can say that Agile in IT has not really evolved. They have loads of problems with Agile in, in IT. So they're not, their house is not in order. So marketers need to be careful when you then bring in people, oh, to come help us. So we just need to be, take a step back and look at it at, okay, this whole agile thing has become all about training. Mm-hmm. It's just all about training. So if you look online, uh, agile marketing, the first thing they're gonna, you're going to see is we're going to train you on how to do Scrum and Canva. If you take a step back, okay, the person is trying to sell you training. But the question is, do you need the training? Because the whole thing about marketing is to be cost effective, especially with this COVID thing. You need to be really cost effective. So I'm an agile marketing trainer, but I don't push training because I know it's something you can pick up on your own. You, you just need to know the right books to read. Right. Read your book. Then, there you go. Not my book, <laughs> not my book, maybe my second book. I'll but say the, it. Read, yeah, yeah I'm not book. trying to sell a book here, but what I'm just trying to say is just the, <laughs> everyone go get his book. That's how maybe, you get training. Read your book as well. So, but the thing <laughs> is, there, there are a few literatures out there that you can, uh, uh, we'll put some in the show notes that you can look at and just try and understand that it's from an IT perspective. And one of the things that helped me is because I have an IT background. So I could see, because I've, and, and this goes back to my history as well. I worked in IT and my first boss, when I started my, my real first real job, my first real job was in uni when I had a poultry business that kind of defined and molded my thinking. And we'll talk about, about that when we do yeah, that. We'll history. talk about that. Yeah. But my first boss worked, <laughs> was a PMP certified um, a pre, uh, PMP. It's, a, it's an American project management certification. Yeah. So that built my thinking and the way I kind of approach work. So I didn't start my career in marketing. My first degree was economics. And then I moved into IT and then came to the UK to do my master's in marketing. So I believe, and I've seen that a lot of marketers, the best marketers out there don't necessarily have a marketing background, Mm -hmm. but they have a particular way of thinking. They're results oriented. And that's why I was saying you don't need agile to be focused and results oriented. And being able, if you're results oriented and you're motivated, you would be able to identify the problems that you need to solve and execute on those problems from a marketing perspective. But what agile would do will help you with the processes to speed those things up and improve your execution approach. Wow. And, uh, I mean, there's so many things here. This is fantastic. I feel my brain expanding. I feel like I'm probably going to eat, eat some extra dinner tonight just to make room for all the synapses up here, and all the vitamins I'm, I'm using. But this is, this is really cool. I feel like you pulled back the veil on all this, and, and I get it, and I trust you, and it makes sense. And the idea that, um, you know, sometimes, it's your point, when people monetize things, it gets a buzzword, yep. then it's like, oh, it's the, be- yeah, it's the best. And no one really talks about, wait, is this – should we be doing it? Why are we? Oh, it's the best. That's why we need to do it. All companies do it. Do you hear about the other, our competitor? They're doing it. And then yeah. you just, everyone just, to your point, right, training. Maybe you need a system. Maybe you don't even know to know how to do. Maybe just you're, you're in the system. You don't need training for it. Maybe you do. Exactly. But don't just start with training. To your point, it's like productized. The thing became productized. No one even knows what it is, but they're like, but we should get trained on it. 
anyways. Yeah. But in the reality, it's just a series of processes you can drop in yeah. place in your organization that will help you execute. Yeah. And to your point, you mentioned a, a, a very important word. You mentioned why. <clears throat> mm. So if you look at Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, it's a best-selling book. Do you know yeah, why? Yeah, read it. <laughs> Do you know why the book is a best-selling book? I why? was laughing because the book is called Start With Why. Right? Yeah, do you know why? So basically, that book is just about lean. Really? So, yeah, that's the bottom line. Simon Sinek, uh, the whole idea of Start With Why, the five whys, is a lean thinking approach. So this is not new. So, but that book resonates with people because it recommends you start with five whys. You start with the first why. And that goes back to what I mentioned earlier on is what problem are we trying to solve? Mm -hmm. So that then links with the why. Why are you trying to implement agile marketing? Do you even know the problem you have? So if you then bring in a solution that is tailored to someone else, to solve a problem that you don't have a clear understanding yeah. about. Could be a different problem. Then you're creating a different problem. Yeah. So that's where I try to recommend to marketing teams. If you're looking to implement agile marketing, educate yourself. There are a lot of free contents out there. And if you get stuck, then you can bring in a coach. And then when you're looking at coaches to hire, you, you, you need to be very careful as well. And that's where, what I, what the, the whole thing about monetization, because I remember when I wrote my book in 2017, 2018, and then all of a sudden, 2019, I just start seeing a lot of agile experts all over the place, agile wow. marketing expert. I'm like, okay, where were these guys in 2017, 2018? They and read like, your okay. book and now they know everything. <laughs> no, 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 not, not read my book, but I'm, I'm like, okay, as far as experts and uh, I'm like, okay, yeah. marketing is blessed with a lot of thought leaders. And that's when we, when we were talking earlier on, I mentioned the podcast that was it called again? The Jim, uh, Jim Stiegel's podcast. They're oh, yeah. fantastic. The marketing, a CMOs one, I think, or something like that. CMO podcast or something. Yeah. I've listened to the whole thing, but there are a lot of intelligent marketers out there that don't, don't even need agile. So we just need to kind of take a step back when we're talking about agile marketing, understand that it's just a buzzword yeah. in itself and just understand that you don't need agile to be an effective marketer, but agile processes can help you execute yes. your strategy, your marketing strategy and help you identify ways you need to improve your, the ways of working within your team. But if you have another thing that I also try to highlight, if you have a demotivated team, agile is not going to change anything. <laughs> so that's I all, laugh, but it's, it's like terribly true, right? If you, if you have a demotivated <laughs> team, agile won't solve anything. So we just need to be realistic about our expectation well, when we're talking about could, agile marketing. Yeah. Couldn't you argue that maybe they're demotivated because you're, you're not executing or something, but to your point, maybe you should find out, why they're demotivated before dropping in this, because that may be a solution that execution may not be, they may be lacking strategy. They may have a bad culture. Like for whatever reason, you need to find that out first, rather than just sort of cross your fingers, close your eyes, hope that this will clear up everything on your team. 
that's a very tough question to answer because yeah. when you talk about demo- demotivation, you look at it from an individual perspective. Sure. Someone might be having personal crisis at the home and that demotivates them. It has nothing to do with the work environment, but they bring it to work. Right. So it's very difficult, but you, it's like a, I don't know if you follow soccer. So mm. my, my belief and my recommendation about agile marketing which I touched on in my first book is to look at marketing like a football team, a soccer team. So you have the striker, they have a role. You have the midfielders, they have a role, but within a very good team, you always have a player that can play two roles. Mm. Someone gets injured. So that person covers. So that's the people they call utility players. Yeah those key players. And that comes, that leads to the, the concept that I talked about in my first book, T-shaped skills. Right. So if you're looking to build an agile team, this wasn't, this has nothing to do with Scrum or Kanban. You need to have that culture when developing your capabilities within the team to encourage people to have T-shaped skills, to kind of someone that can do SEO should, in my opinion, be good with PPC as well. Should be good with conversion optimization. Yes. But if you go into marketing teams, you have that silo from a skill perspective that limits people. And then you're like, oh, we need to go hire a CRO agency to help us with conversion optimization. Why don't you train up someone within your team yeah. to do that? Especially, your, especially if you're doing AdWords, you should know the value prop that got them there in the first place and just follow through on your promise. Yeah, totally. Totally get it. Yeah. You, you, just, you just nailed one of the problems in marketing there, AdWords. If you look at most people that do AdWords, some of them don't have a clue about conversion optimization. Really? But they're spending a ton of money on AdWords just to get pay Google and just drop people on the website. Yeah. Not following through to the final conversion. And they leave. Yeah. And they leave. So and you're wasting money. So that T-shaped skill comes in. And I'm saying, talking about T-shaped skill, is because that's what I am. I'm not trying to promote myself here, but I started marketing, digital marketing with SEO, got yeah. bored. Like I didn't like SEO because Google had so much control over it. I'm like, nah, right. I was Same. gonna drop a swear word there, but I had to control myself. Oh, you can swear. <laughs> this is the hardcore marketing show. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was like, for fuck's sake, Google Dude, controls yeah. SEO. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna learn PPC. And then I started with PPC. And then I had problems getting a role. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, either you're an SEO person or a PPC. Then I'm like, but I know SEO and I know PPC. Sorry. And, and then that's I, a mistake because that's a powerful combination. I evolved into analytics, learned yeah. analytics, did the Google certification back in 2012, 2013. Same here. Yeah. Then evolved into CRO. Wow. I never call myself a content marketer because I believe con- everybody should know content. Right. So now... Before the lockdown, uh, December, I started learning about video production. Yeah, that's what I was. That's why. Yeah, my yeah. Is, uh, my office is the. So I've I've learned how to create a script, shoot a video, edit, and I the whole video production process. I learned it because I know it's adding to my skill. And I'm like, okay, I need to improve my YouTube channel, so I don't need to spend money hiring a professional. Cam, um, video production company sure that saved cost because i would have spent money on that i invested a f- like two three thousand pounds to get all the equipment that i need 
that is the whole thing about agile marketing. It's about skill development, mm. about having that T-shaped person within your team. But in normal marketing teams, when you have someone with that passion to expand, it becomes a political problem because you start stepping on people's toes. Totally. You're like you're crossing your territory. You're SEO. Don't talk about PPC. Right. It happens. That's the mindset. And that's where lean thinking improves that. Because once you start seeing that, oops, we have a problem here. If our PPC person leaves, we then have to struggle to get someone in to fill mm -hmm. that position. And even if we get someone in, they still need to get, but if you have someone that has that T-shape, once someone leaves, they can cover before you get someone else in. So T-shape skill kind of helps from a cost perspective as well. So it's a cost effective way to, is a mindset as well. What so did you call that T-shape? T-shape, yeah. And there's another thing that I'm going to talk about in my next book. It's called Double T. So T-shaped skill is very popular. It's all over the internet. If you Google it, it's just about someone having a core skill in one thing and yeah. then having another skill. That oh, I see. In the shape so of you, the your core skill could be, I'm a technical person. I understand technical SEO. And then that skill then evolves. You can do analytics because you have that technical background. You understand CRO. You understand page search. You're right. not a pacer person, but you, you're confident like 75% of the time to do the work. Yes. So that's the whole idea of having that agile marketing team. It's not about the scrum or camera. It's about having that skill capability within your team. Yes. How do you identify how to build that is a leadership task, which is not in agile marketing or the old literature. So that's why I said a very good marketer is agile by default. Right. So, so what I'm getting from this is you know, if you don't have any of this set up, you don't know why you're not able to develop as fast and you can't execute and everything's all messed up. But then you, if you drop agile in, you start seeing, Oh, we have gaps here. And yeah. maybe that illuminates the fact that really the core of all of this execution isn't these processes. It's, the makeup of the Skill. team, to your point. Yeah. You have a soccer team full of strikers. No one's back there helping <laughs> exactly. out the goalie. He's getting, he's getting swarmed because no one came back to help him out um, or her. Um, and so, yeah, it's, so this, it's almost like all this talk really you can boil it down like you're making a, a stew or broth. You can boil it down to the team. And I yeah. love the, the thought of the T shape, but also the double T. You're right, because it's not just about having that one skill have at least two to your point seo and ppc and ttt you could triple t you can make triple so the double t is something i'm uh, the, the double t is more marketing stepping out to the c level interesting so the first t is you 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 as a marketer have that t hold on that's my phone you get called clients are already hearing you like oh my gosh did you hear this we yeah, gotta I call you i alarm to go to bed <laughs> oh oh geez what, yeah, what time is it there no, no, it's okay. I have okay. the alarm. Let's go all night. Uh, Let's go all night. I got gigabytes of storage here. This is good. Yeah. This is good stuff. Sorry about that. So basically, so it's the, the double T thing is more about if you look at mark, uh, marketing as a prop, as a, um, as a, as a function, there's a ceiling with marketing. They, if you look at the people that are CEOs out there, they all come from accounting and yeah. some other function. Yeah. Finance. So, yeah. That's because marketing. Sales? Yeah. That's the double T side of things. 
So you can have a marketer that all the skill as marketers, we should be able to have those skills. That's side of marketing. Yeah, we do. That's when you look at people with all due respect to other marketers, most entrepreneurs like yourself, you you need to have that because you're running a business. Right. But if you are internal within a team, Mm -hmm. it might not be something you pay too much attention to. Totally. Totally. So that's you're, another you're thing. In your, you're, you're sort of in your marketing role. And I, I mean, we've had to, we're trying to encourage people to have a, a, a T, not just an I, in their marketing yeah. um, or, or a base. We, we're encouraging that, but we're like, there's more than two than that. You need to, you need to know beyond your role. And you're right. When you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're accounting, you're, your accounts collecting receivable, you're, your marketing, exactly. your sales, your operations. But yeah, when I, you're an internal in a company, that's why it's good to work in an agency or, or start your own little project. Exactly. Side hustle is good. You get to experience, yeah. wow, it's kind of a pain in the ass to do all these things, but at least you understand yeah. and yeah. maybe that T starts forming outside. And and if you're an analytical marketer, maybe yeah. finance is your jam, you know? Yeah. But pick up, so is that the kind of thing? Like, could you be a VP of the other department? Could you, yeah. or do you at least know enough to be dangerous in that other department? Yeah. So marketing, and if you look at the metrics as well, and that's the whole thing about agile marketing, the kind of metrics that some marketers focus on doesn't resonate with a CFO, doesn't okay. resonate with the CEO. So a true, and that's why I was trying to highlight earlier on that agile in the context of IT and the whole thing written online about agile marketing is just child's play because you need to speak the language of the C level. So right. what, whatever task you're working on, how do you align it to what makes sense to a CFO? Those are the important things that you right. need to look to be talking about as an agile marketer. It's not about scrum Kanban because that the CFO, you, you can't go sit in front of a CFO and talk about Kanban and scrum. <laughs> What are, what are you talking about? No, right? So that's can't. the whole thing. <laughs> so if that conversation cannot resonate with those people, then why are you doing it as a marketer? Mm-hmm. So that's why we as marketers need to redefine what agile marketing is right. and understand that marketing is important, not trying to fit marketing into agile. And that's the most important. That's what really crawls gets under my skin because the whole thing out there about agile marketing is trying to fit marketing into mm. agile. So yeah, so it's, it's the, 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 the summary of the whole thing is you just need to understand what problem you're trying to solve, mm-hmm. establish the capabilities you have within your team. What you, do you need to improve that? Then look at your mindset as well from a leadership perspective. So as a leader, what things can I borrow from Agile way of working to help my leadership approach and help my team as well? And then from a skill perspective, how do I improve my team to have those T-shaped skills right. that I need to bring down cost? Because T-shaped skills bring down cost. Because if you have a team of T-shaped people, you, your reliance on agencies will reduce. Yes. It will right. I'm an agency. I, I don't want them to have T-shaped so they can hire me, but still <laughs> it's going to reduce that. We just have to be honest. Right. That's okay. About the whole thing. Yeah. Once that reduce, you're able to save those dollars or pounds that you're supposed to spend on those mm-hmm. agencies. You can then divert it into actual campaigns because 
those skills are cost in itself. So once you have that team of agile marketers that can interchange flex, yeah. uh, fluidly, then when you look at outside resources, you're not going to be tied to an agency on a con- long-term contract. If you need to kind of the, cap- the capacity, we've talked about capability, then mm-hmm. we need to look at capacity as well. The capacity comes with, it, with the experience. So once you're able to identify, understand the capacity from an execution perspective, then you know that, okay, how do we, if we, if we're, we cannot meet the capacity, how do we then bring in the agencies? It's because most teams don't understand the capabilities and the capacity within their team. That's why they're like, let's get an agency. But why are you getting an agency? Wow. And to be honest, I'm not attacking agencies, but you just, because I'm a, I'm a consultant as well, I'm an agency. But if you don't understand the skills that you need, you then hire an agency that has one person working on five clients. And how do you get that, that workflow, that quality that you need? Because the attention is divided across board. Mm. And then you're paying them what you could pay three people internally. You understand? So sometimes you just need to look at things that way. Okay. Yeah. I once worked with a client who outsourced their entire marketing, all their functions. Um, Now I was helping them at the time. So it was nice that they were working with us. But unfortunately, um, (laughs) this was many, many moons ago um, when we kind of did a little bit of everything, but now we were very very focused, but uh, they, well, I guess apparently their CEO walked by the marketing team one, one day is the story, how the story goes and yeah. asked different people, like, what's our strategy? Where are we going? Like, what's, what, what's the approach we're taking? And yeah. no one knew because they yeah. had, not only had they farmed out the, the action, but the strategy, but also they didn't really own it yeah. either. And so he had a bunch of people internally who didn't really know what was going on. He's like, you know what? We yeah. got to bring this back. So he brought everything back internally. So it maybe it's a yeah. little, little harsh, but I hear you on, in terms of you should you should take a step back and see can my team approach this or yeah. maybe training to improve capacity at that point but being more yeah. smart about it not just going right to training yeah yeah and and, and the, the the most important thing again to understand you need agencies as well oh sure you really yeah, do yeah. because you cannot get some kind of skill level internally Mm-hmm. I, I skills think like yours like a, and mine you can't get it internally you need people that have been in the business in the game for a while that understand that okay this is what you need to do this is what you need to do so yeah. that's equally important to help your team so if you have a young team or a small team that don't have that they don't have all the skill capabilities required you can bring in those experts but work hard to identify a good agencies. There are very few of them, but you get that in and then help, they will help mentor your team to kind of build out that team. There'll be like a support system. You don't right. rely. So it's, it's balancing it up. So that's the most important thing. So you, there's some skills you're never going to get in your, within your team because you've spent 20, 10 or how many every years to get your skill. Mm-hmm. Someone within a team would not have that vision, that experience, and the, the speed at which you will execute. So right. if I was to do an audit of a website, some junior person might take days or whatever. I would <laughs> just identify what, month. Yeah, I would identify what tools and understand and just, I know it, I need a very solid software to do the audit and identify the problem and start thinking, okay, how do I execute? 
it would take me like two, three hours because I've done SEO for more than 10 right. years. You know. So you can't get that internally. So that's why you also need to work with external stakeholders. But finding that right balance is important. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, it, and I can tell, like when I'm listening to you, if you had just talked Agile the entire time, to your point, if you yourself had only mentioned um, Agile and some of the keywords, I'm going to ask you about some of the keywords in a second, but if you had only yeah. mentioned that then it'd be a completely different conversation. And yeah. sure, we had an agile expert on, but we didn't say anything about marketing. That's the danger. Whereas you, you whipped out the SEO, the PPC, you know the progression. That's the same progression I had. Like, yeah. I can, you're a marketer. I can tell. Yeah. And, and we're able to have these conversations. And that, I, that's, that's most important. And the fact that you understand the processes that can maybe make things more effective and communication yeah. and visibility, that, that's like, part of it but it's most important that you know the marketing yeah. side first i i totally yeah. see it even in the way that you present yourself yeah so to your point that's the, the, the conversation is about agile marketing so let's just go into agile marketing like the the, the framework and the processes yeah. so people can really understand it so basically you have scrum and then you have kanban scrum yeah. is a methodology that started from product development so there was two there were two professors uh, one Harvard University professor, another another J Japanese professor. So they wrote an article in 1986. It's called the the new new products. I'll say we'll put the links in the description. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's an article that then evolved, and then some folks from IT, the software, read that article and then created Scrum. So Scrum in itself, in its pure form, was created for software development that is one way of, of working that you can learn and then adapt some of those things. <clears throat> the second scrum, one, just, maybe just so like caveman style, like just scrum, is that like a set, a set of processes that, yeah, so scrum, that, or so, is that just like that meeting that like morning scrum? So, yeah, so yeah, good question. So scrum is more, you, you have a team. So you have a product owner and then you have a scrum master and then you have a scrum team. Those are the terminologies from an IT perspective. But what that interprets within the marketing context is you have someone that is like a team lead. That's the scrum master. And then you have the team. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, the product owner would be, it could be the, like the CMO. It depends. That's why it's complicated with marketing. Right. So when, right. when you look into implementing within marketing, you first need to understand how that existing team is structured. And my recommendation always is not to just apply those roles within marketing because those roles were created for it so you need right. to take a step back and like do we really need these roles and this title <laughs> sure my recommendation is just being those roles ignore them but understand what those roles do and okay. then see how you can replicate that mm -hmm. within the team so that's it so then you have those activities that you do uh, that scrum do, recommends you have like a daily daily stand-up normally it's for people to come together within a, a room or a space yeah. uh, for like a 15 minute, 15 minutes meeting. So the premise of the meeting is just to highlight problems that they're having. So that kind of improves communication because then you don't have to be pinging emails back and forth. So people, because it's a daily event, people can highlight and explain to the leader that, okay, this is the problem that I'm having. And those leaders would then kind of know that, okay, I need to talk to maybe an external stakeholder to kind of ease that workflow whatever yeah. the person is trying, maybe compliance or whatever they're trying to achieve. So that's the scrum thing. Then 
normally it's work is then broken down to maybe weekly. So you, you arrange all the tasks that you need to do weekly, two weeks, three weeks, or one month, and then you review at the end and then you deliver. So there's a set deliverable each sprint. There's something called a sprint. So each sprint will have a goal that you need to achieve. So sprint that's the process. Scrum? Yeah, that's Scrum. Okay. So the, cause I've heard the sprint term, it feels like there's just people put different things together. And, um, so sprint technically falls under the scrum that came from yeah, that sprint technically falls on the, in plain form is just, we coming together and agreeing that, okay, we're going to break our work, break down our work into batches. Okay. So you have the task that you need to complete. I have the task that I need to complete as marketers. We have work that we are always doing. So then structuring it that, okay, for the next two weeks, these are the tasks that I'm going to complete. Right. And these are the deliverables at the end of that two weeks for a two week sprint. So okay. everybody within the team have that understanding. So you then need to understand the dependencies because if you have committed to a certain task, if you have dependencies on something else, approval or whatever to complete that task, if you then have a problem executing that, that's when you highlight it in the daily meetings to the person that needs to help you resolve that. Right. So that's Scrum in, in, in a nutshell. And then Kanban is what is really tailored to marketing, in my opinion, oh, okay. because Kanban is more a flow approach to thin. It's not restrictive. So you kind of identify that, okay, what are the workflows? It's about identify the workflows that you're trying to, to kind of execute. Mm -hmm. So, Scrum um, Kanban is broken down into like you can have like a to do it's like a to do list to do doing and done in, in a simple format so whatever task so it's more explaining to the team that okay don't commit to too much task and then right. encouraging them not to multitask so it's trying to help people to focus on one single thing complete what you're doing so there's this terminology called um, stop start. Uh, Stop starting, start finishing. Huh. So stop starting, stop starting, start finishing. So it encourages that mindset that you break down your work in such reasonable tasks that you can execute a particular task within a day and two days at maximum. So within a week, you have about six, seven tasks and you know that, okay, I can do this. You just, it's just giving you more get it structure. Done. Yeah. yeah. Get As it opposed to a done. task that might take you a month and then you keep doing it and nobody knows what status is and yeah a task that will take you a month then you still break it down that's the whole right. premise so you know that okay this thing is going to take me a month so how am i going to break it down so it doesn't look like what are you working on i've been working on it for one week but <laughs> once you break it down into chunks you tell the person it, you, it, the conversation is then towards this is the final deliverable yeah but i've broken this down and this are what so at the end of the week the leader without micromanaging someone you're able to it's called um it's called subtle leadership uh, i've forgotten the word but it's something like a yes a subtle way to manage people you have visibility to what they're doing they have visibility the the colleagues so there's that accountability which if nobody knows what you're doing and the same thing goes to the agencies as well. If that kind of visibility is there with the task that they're doing, so there's that accountability as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, we, what are you working on? Well, we've set up the PPC campaign. We're just monitoring the and, and updating the bids. I, I could get someone to do that internally. Right. So you, you know, you, you can raise those questions. So that's 
the Kanban side of things. So most marketing teams kind of combine both. So they look at the best of Scrum, look at the best of Kanban, and then combine that to kind of work for them. So yeah, that's the summary. Equal Agile? Say again? Have those been sort of like sucked into the overall thing of Agile? What? Agile something complete? You know, like, so we've learned about Scrum and Kanban just now. Do those fall under Agile? Or yeah, like yeah there's, the, the whole Agile thing has a lot of uh, frameworks. There's XP, there's a lot of things, but they all have their roots in lean manufacturing, to be honest. So it's just people adapting and creating methodologies back to the monetization thing we were talking about. Yeah. So it's, I would just be cautious about going too in too deep into Scrum and Kanban, just understand the principles, the rationale yeah. behind it, and then how it can work for your team and you're good to go. But like at a, like a 20,000 foot level, um, so Scrum, Kanban, there's all sorts of different methodologies and frameworks and processes and systems. Um, and it all really kind of boils down into like that lean manufacturing yeah. process and just get being efficient and executing. Is it an agile just like lean? It's just a different name for it? It's an evolution of lean. So evolution just, of it. Got it. Yeah, okay. It's an evolution of lean. So everything comes down from lean and some have adapted agile, some scrum, but in the context of software development, they've done a good job, a fantastic job with scrum and Kanban. If you're looking to bring in, uh, if you exactly, if you're looking for website redesign projects, I would recommend scrum. Because it's a project that has a, a definite start date and an end date when the website goes live. And the stakeholders involved are not always a team, but you need to bring them together to execute and you need to be on top mm. of everything. Scrum is perfect for that. But for regular marketing teams working on a normal cadence, you need to just be careful how... So there's certain projects that you can just put Scrum, but still tailor it to that execution. Be careful. And there's mm-hmm. some certain project that it won't really work like for events for example you know everything is set so you, you there's some things that you just add waterfall they call it waterfall it's more mm-hmm. like project management where you know everything has a set a hard set date that nothing moves so yeah got it huh it makes sense now because you're right the buzzwordiness can get in the way and you're like i've heard of these things they all sound cool i mean i've heard of like a kanban board and but it's yeah. all they're all interrelated and to just your point. List. It's just a means to an end. You know, yeah. I, there's, um, there's a, a book. I don't know if you heard of it. Traction. You heard of it? Yeah. yeah I have it in my bookshelf. I've not, not gotten around it. I think yeah. there's two, but it's a guy, Gino Wickman wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. I have his two, two books. One was traction. Another one, E or something. I, yeah, EOS. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, that was my, uh, my experience was with traction. And by the way, my best favorite business book out there other than yours, of course. Is the, is the new way. Um, no, I, I actually need to, I need to read yours. Um, now yeah. that we've had this conversation. Uh, we'll put some links and everything better. into the, yeah. yeah the new um, edition, you might want to wait for the new edition. That's new edition? Be better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Sad. I want to go get it. But no, for me, um, yeah. reading Traction, it, Traction just has a bunch of processes and tools yeah. Yeah. for someone to run a business. And yeah. when I was first starting out my company, we had people, we're growing, we're running yeah. all over the place. If you were asking, what are your goals? No idea. Yeah. Like, what, how do you run your company? What do, what's your, your meeting tempo? Or how, basically, how yeah. do you be a company? How do you yeah. run a business? I was like, I don't know. And so I think a lot of people just 
spend a lot of time. They spend too many cycles trying to figure out yeah. what they should do. And so what, for me, what traction was, I just would sort of drop this system into the yeah. company over a period of years where yeah. like, how do you come up with core values? Well, there's a system for it. How do you do yeah. this? This yeah. system, there, there's quarterly goals, there's this, there's that. And then I was able to spend less time in trying to figure out how to be a business and more time actually yeah. doing stuff for the customers. Right. So it like, yeah. it took the, it took the emphasis off of to your point, the job of a company is not to do EOS. It's not to yeah. do all those yeah. meetings. That's not the point. The point is to actually serve the customer. So yeah. it, it gets you off. Okay. Don't worry about the processes they're taken care of. Now go get back out there. Yeah. It's not like this is the same type of advice where it's like agile can be really cool for the right problems. Yeah. Yeah. Drop it in there. It'll solve, but it's not, it's not going to run your business. It's not going to run your team exactly. for you. Yeah. Tell you your strategy. Um, that was actually one of the biggest complaints, you know, with, EOS is it doesn't really handle strategy. It's all about what's broken. And exactly. So you need to come exactly. with your own. It doesn't answer everything. You need to bring your own strategy into the mix. But yeah. that's that. That it makes total sense now when you're saying what agile actually is. I'm yeah. no longer mystified by it. It's <laughs> that's good. Now. Yeah. It's, it's, to your point. To the point we we started with, and that's why I was saying marketers by default are agile. What you've yeah. explained about traction and everything, you know what you're doing. You you have everything nailed down. So why would you just want to then say, oh, I read about this scrum thing. I'm just going to slap it and just break something that is working. Right. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense. That's, that's why as marketers, we need to have confidence that, okay, the way I'm working is good. If I am getting the results, it's all about, it's a result business. Right. If I'm getting the results that I need and nothing is broken but can I just look at, oh, this Chrome Kanban, what about it? Can I just add to my current way of working that can right. just make things a little bit faster without just going at it dogmatically? Like, oh, I'm just going to do this, do that. This said that, that article said that. No, taking a step back and just, yeah. And, that, and by the way, that's sound that. advice for any and every buzzword that exists in marketing today. You know, exactly. <laughs> don't just hop into it. What, it. What's the problem you're trying to solve? I know it's shiny. I know it looks cool. And there's a sales rep calling you every day about it. Yeah. Hold off for a second. What are you trying to do here? Got it. Now go seek the solution. Seek whatever needs potentially yeah. fill that. Now you can hold that accountable. Hey, this is the problem we're trying to solve. How does this solve that problem? And you get people really giving you advice. Yeah. And that's the problem with implementing Agile, even within IT. In some instances, that que they don't ask that question. What problems are you trying to solve? They don't even make the effort to understand your problem. They yeah. have a solution, Scrum, Kanban. I yeah. don't want to mention names so I don't sound like I'm throwing them under the bus, but we have a solution for you. But they won't even have that mind question, to ask you what conversations to yeah. understand your problem. So I can tell you the client I was talking about earlier on, the problem that they had was a capability and capacity problem. Mm. So they've managed to gather a 25, um, a 25 people marketing team, wow. totally demotivated. They hated their jobs, oh, 25 of them. And the wow. problem they had was they had to outsource everything. You understand? So the yeah. problem they had then was the team. That was the problem? Was they were outsourcing? The problem was the team couldn't do anything. Because the leaders felt the team were incompetent. Oh, the team God. felt the leaders were incompetent. Imagine that. The leaders wanted to get incompetent people that are really actually competent. 
the leaders want to get wanted to get rid of the whole team. Wow. So it was a it was a skill problem. So Agile could not solve that. Agile marketing could not solve that. But they wanted to buy Agile to fix that problem. Now, would it give more visibility into that problem? Or, or still no? Agile couldn't give that visibility because those people were just demotivated. It was having those initial conversations with yeah. them. Then I realized, because the leaders were like, oh, we want to get rid of all of them. And as a human being, I was like, okay, you hired me to come tell you if you fired 25 people. I'm not comfortable with that. Right. These people have kids and let's just have a conversation. Let's understand what the problem yeah. is. And my recommendation at the end of the day is you just need to upskill these people. They're demotivated, upskill them, bring in new people slowly in, phase them out slowly. Just have those frank conversations with them. If they're going to get another job somewhere, help them with their transition into that new role. Sure. Talk to them just about the team, get them yeah. cross, cross training and, so yeah. it, was, it was a skill capability problem that they had. Agile couldn't solve that. So if I had gone in to just kind of train them about Scrum and Kanban, right. and they are demotivated without the skill, how would Scrum and Kanban help them with the skill they need? Right. And Scrum and Kanban actually, is not yeah. going to help you become a better SEO or a better content marketer. No. You need separate trainings for that. You know, and really what you were doing was more of like just actual business consulting. That conversation, because, right? You, I'm you a could have been any business well. consultant asking about asking the team these questions. And, yeah. um, and it's a good thing that you were because if, to your point, if you had just been a hardcore agile person with no, no business sense, then you might've just like, you know, who cares what they're saying? Let's just drop the system in there and let's train everybody. It'll solve all the, but like, no, it's a, there's a bigger picture. And that's been one of my complaints with, with a lot of it, um, IT shops, uh, I, we yeah. compete with a lot of them. So we're kind of okay. more of a marketing team, marketing yeah. shop. But we compete with these IT shops. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sort of generalizing, but I'm sure there's some good ones, but some of them yeah. are very much like a, like a yes shop. Like, what do you want to do? You want to build this? We'll build it, you know? Yeah. And sometimes what we do is we just take a step back and say, hold on a second. You want us to build this crazy thing that'll cost you lots of money? Why, right? <laughs> what are you trying to get done? Oh, you Wait. want to get this done? Well, that's easy. We don't have to break everything to do that. that that's something, you know, and like in the solution is completely different. Save people time and money and don't just go build, build, because then it breaks stuff and you have dependencies and no one thinks about. Yeah, it's just, it's all yeah. about asking why. It's interesting that you kind of tie it all back in. Yeah. When I realized the problem that they had, I just, they were spending a huge amount outsourcing to agencies and those 25 people were just not doing anything. So I was like, okay, you just need to have conversations with these people and yeah. build that skill, create that rapport, like improve the relationship between the leaders and the team members. Right. It, was, it was more of a systemic thing. And I was able to see that because I am a qualified team coach that okay. you mentioned about consulting. So I kind of blend coaching and mm -hmm. consulting. So there's no fine line. Personally, I believe coaching is a skill that every leader should have. I agree. So understanding systemic team coaching, leadership team coaching, coactive coaching, all this I've done a few years ago. So it was all those skills that I kind of brought together to kind of highlight those problems. And they had structural problems as well. So some teams were just like, oh, we have a problem in marketing, let's restructure. There's always no strategic approach to restructuring. Restructuring needs to come from a skill and capability perspective as well. Mm -hmm. And then looking at the external dependencies from an external agency perspective. 
So these are hard conversations that you as an internal marketing leader or marketing team, you have blind spots. You will always do because you've been around. It's your baby. You don't want to, if some, you need someone else to tell you that your baby is ugly. So that's <laughs> yeah. something comes in to kind of right. look at the, with a very, very good understanding that okay, this is the problem you have. Right. Agile cannot solve it. Agile is not a silver bullet. Right. Yeah. Well, who are you, man? <laughs> this is this has been one of the most fascinating conversations I've had. I've really I've thank you. I've filled in some massive gaps that I've had in information. You know, take me back. Take me back in time. You know, little Femi days, run around. Where'd you where where'd you grow up? What was life like? Did you how did you discover this? And I know you shared some of the stories and I heard people yeah, yeah, I, take us back. Take us back in time. I think like most people, my dad has uh, had an impact in sure. my life. So my dad never worked for anyone. So he, he was a, a contractor. So he, he, back in the days, it was important stuff from England selling in Nigeria. I grew up in Nigeria. Oh, no kidding. Nigerian. So where yeah, in Nigeria? In, I grew up in Lagos. Oh, okay. I had a friend from, um, Wari. Wari? Yeah, that's that's in the Nigel Delta area. The it's a bit like four or five hours away from Lagos. Ah, okay. Small world. So yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in Lagos. And then my first degree was in economics. Uh didn't really enjoy it, didn't really like it. But I kind of understood one thing that I took from economics is demand and supply. I just understood that okay, you need a demand you need demand for something before you start creating supply for it. So it kind of helped my thinking as well yeah. into marketing. Then after that, I got out of uni. I finished uni, not got out of uni. I finished uni and then I couldn't find a job. I was like, was okay. that in Nigeria? That was still in Nigeria. I couldn't find nice. a job. And I was like, okay, what is everybody running away from IT? Why, why are they were running away from it? It's, it's hard. Okay. If everybody's huh. running away, I'll run towards it. That means there are a few people there back to the demand and supply thing. So right. I got into IT, did some professional training, started working as a network um, administrator, Cisco network administrator for some telecommunications company. And then just felt I needed to do a master's degree, tried to do it in Nigeria, couldn't, and then came to the UK. And then, yeah, came to the UK for my master's in marketing and started working in marketing. When what was that like, by the way? And, and, and how, how is Nigeria, how is it different than the UK when you, when you, and you, and you had graduated already so you're kind of like a young man and yeah you're educated and you're like huh could you probably you're older sometimes when you're a kid you don't know you're just like it's different yeah. but yeah yeah being a little bit older could you could you sense differences or are they are they similar the one thing that i'll give credit for with growing up in nigeria is you the, the environment builds you from a psychological perspective you're able to read people so I know there's a lot of negativities about Nigerians with the fraud and all that. We have a very, very bad reputation. Oh, is that, is that the, um, like the, the online fraud email or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's th that. So the country has a lot of problems and the leadership is bad and you have a lot of talents. Those talents just get diverted mm. into the wrong thing, like fraud and all that. But one thing that I can vouch for when it comes to Nigeria is a lot of Nigerians are very smart people because of the hardship, like poverty, sure. hardship makes you a bit think differently. So yeah, there are pros and cons to it. Nigeria is not 
a hundred percent sad story, but yeah, the good sure. people coming out of Nigeria. And I was lucky enough to come to the UK, settled. I have a son. I'm settled down, and yeah, so life is good. And yeah, do you ever go back? Visit yeah, family I, or? To be honest, I've only been back twice. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. Is it weird going back or? I think because I am, I have an open mind. I yeah. embrace new cultures. So I think I'm a little bit a little bit westernized that's if i could sure, say that sure so yeah just a little bit so yeah i think yeah. differently act differently now yeah uh, yeah i mean but people evolve just like you know yes. just like um agile hasn't evolved as much people actually evolve quite a bit and yeah I, yeah you know you can grow out of old friends and and yeah. old towns but it can always be interesting to think back like ooh, i remember sitting here as a 12 year old and just being like you know, what's life all about, you know, and then there's the spot right there. Yeah. Sometimes that it, can be it, a powerful experience. It, it also, you're right. It impacts your, your approach and your, how you approach life. Yeah. And it builds you like self-confidence and stuff like that. When you've gone through hardship growing up, then you're a little bit more resilient and yeah. you think differently because you kind of, I always take a step back if someone is trying to sell me something, I'm always going to take a step back and I'm like, okay, there's nothing that is perfect. So where can I pick holes in this? So when I started with Agile, I was in awe of it. But the more I learned about it, I'm like, hold on a minute. You guys don't have a clue. So, right. so that's when I kind of took a step back, like, okay, marketing, some marketing teams don't even need to touch Agile. If they're doing good marketing by default, you just don't break something that's working. Yeah. But the buzzword and everyone else is doing it, especially with the COVID situation, people are under pressure mm -hmm. and agile would not make a bad product sell. If you have a bad product, product market fit, right. doesn't, agile would not do that. Same that. as marketing would not fit. If you have a, that's the word they use in startup, uh, product markets fit or something. Marketing yeah. would not solve it. So yeah. When did you, when did you kind of make this, this change to become the coach and consultant and, you know, leave I find my, marketing I, world? Yeah. I find my title hard to describe because I'm always sure. learning new skills. So I always struggle with what you do. Some clients will want me to help them with their SEO strategy. I'll go with SEO. Some want me to help them with their conversion optimization I go with, I started calling myself a coach when I did coaching qualifications, but I realized some clients don't like that word coach. So mm -hmm. sometimes I change my profile to coach. Sometimes I change it to consultant. So I'm always, I use whatever skill I can, I have to help deliver value to a client. Yeah. So some clients will need coaching, some will need consulting, some will need practical execution where I roll my sleeves up, mm -hmm. do like an audit of a website, look at the conversion funnel. So I'm more of a doer, like I execute things within marketing. So I was talking about my YouTube channel. I have like yeah. a list of more than 50 tight topics that I need to churn out before the end of this year. So how am wow. I going to do that? I'm going to churn out like six a week and then probably increase that to 10 a week, not publish it, but record it and then put it in a calendar to kind of release every week. So yeah. So if, if, if I've worked with clients in the past on YouTube strategy, so I'm like, okay, if I've done all these things for clients, let me do it for myself. So 
that's where I'm at at the moment with the COVID thing. So, yeah, I'm looking at your looking at your channel. I just pulled it up right now. We'll link to it as well. Marketing, yep. planning, and execution. I love it. Yep. Good stuff, man. I, I have a hypothetical question for you. Sure. Uh, I may have a time machine over here <laughs> near my house, and uh, yeah. it's in the backyard with the squirrels. Yeah. Um, if I let you borrow the time machine, it's a particular kind of time machine that only goes back to a, one particular moment. And that's that's yeah. right after you graduated from university. Usually, your undergrad is where you end up yeah. materializing. If you yeah. could talk to yourself a few days after you've graduated, and it, and it could be that first degree. I know you've did a lot of education, but if you could talk to yourself right around that time when your career is just beginning, what kind of advice would you give yourself knowing all the things, having been to the places in the UK yeah. and all the different consulting you've done, what kind of things would you tell yourself to do? I think the, the one thing that I the advice is to lend diplomacy. That's one thing that I think I should have learned, but I wouldn't change anything apart from that. Learn diplomacy early on. What do you mean by that? I'm always very blunt and direct, and I think it's the cultural thing. So my communication style is blunt, and some people see it as aggressive. Sure. But like, it, when, is, that, is, that a, is that a Femi thing, or is that like a Nigeria thing? I think that's a Femi thing plus a Nigerian thing. But is, so you just got a <laughs> double stack. You're like a double yeah. stuffed Oreo, kind of. You just, exactly. Or triple. Exactly. You're like the mega one. So that's why I, I needed to be careful not to mention some frameworks that are not too good. So yeah, I just need to learn that. That's the one thing I would change. And I have no regrets. And some people will say, oh, I should have done this. Whatever you've done, whatever you try change would impact where you are now. Yeah. Like we're watching all these Avengers and stuff, the time machine thing. You need to be careful with what you change because it's going to kind of oh, derail shit, the man. whole thing. Yeah. So I wouldn't yeah. change anything, to be honest. Yeah. That you, you have problems because those problems make you better. Sure. So sure. I like all the problems that I've encountered because it's helped me evolve and helped me look at the next thing and i see this covid situation as okay it's a way to kind of reset and look at okay what are the things that i've not been doing that i yeah. need to do just like everyone else so thinking back to the past and thinking i should have done this is like not being grateful I, i'm yeah. happy in life and i'm grateful i'm not rich i'm not poor i'm not homeless but i just wake up every day and thank god yeah. For, for life in itself. So I'm appreciative of whatever comes to me. So that's okay. my mindset. So, that's yeah. great, man. You got to enjoy the journey, right? It's part of the yeah. journey, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's remark remarkable. No, no one has talked about changing anything. Maybe they've all been watching the sci-fi shows or <laughs> everyone just, you know, that I've chatted with ha has that sense about them of, yeah. you know, I'm even those tough times of, I've ended up in a good place where I'm at now. And it's interesting you add the diplomacy. Yeah, maybe yeah. being blunt is a, is a strength, actually. You know, maybe some people take it. Double down on it, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, that's something I, I thought about when I was preparing for the podcast. I'm like, I just need to kind of, yeah, be diplomatic. So yeah, that's something, yeah, that's something I need to work on. And just like well, what that's you said. Sure. Yeah, it's being more intentional about when you're blunt. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, I'm with you though. Like, so, you know, my background is the Marine Corps and 
it's the most blunt of all the branches in the air force. You get in trouble for things that you do every day in the Marine Corps. And so, um, yeah, the blunt thing, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, I, one time I had a, um, a, uh, sort of a customer call or a client call. They hadn't signed up with us yet. And this yeah. person was being very blunt and being very, very undiplomatic. And so <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. So I, yeah, decided I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give you exactly what you're giving me back. <laughs> and yeah, I, but I was getting, because I was getting more and more mad at this guy. Like, yeah. who is this jerk? I'm like, I'm not going to help you. Like, but, and he was like, well, well, what about this factor? And I was like, let me tell you about this factor. No, it's not that because of this, 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 this. But by yeah. the end of the call, he's like, you know what? You guys are great. I love to work with you. It's yeah. like, what just happened? <laughs> and, yeah, but, but the, the, yeah, to yeah. your point, some situation requires uh being blunt i remember yeah. um a, a potential a gig that i had a few years ago like five six years ago, i can't remember so i applied for this gig and then the ceo called me on the phone and he's like oh i'm looking for someone to help me build a marketing team blah 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 so what can you say about uh my website and and i went to his website i said do you want an honest opinion or do you just want him to tell you what you want <laughs> to hear? Does he know how, does he know you well at this point or is he? No, 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 no. That was the first call. He just oh, said so he, he wanted to hire well. a consultant. So he just yeah. wanted my opinion about his website. So I looked through the website. So I now asked him when he said, what do I think? I said, do you want my honest opinion? Do you want me to be blunt? That was what I said. Or do you just want me to tell you nice things you want to hear? He's like, no, no, no. Be blunt. I say your website is trash. <laughs> I just told him that your website is just trash. Who built this? And he was like, what do you mean? And I just started telling him, look at this, look at that, look at this, look at that, look at this. I don't want to throw any, I don't know if you have a marketing team internally. I don't know, but this is just garbage. <laughs> and he was like, can you come to my office? I'm like, what do you mean? I want, I want, Does to, want to kill you. <laughs> he, he, he ended up hiring me. Wow. He ended up hiring me, but it still didn't end well because then he was trying to invest half a million pounds in a project. And I knew that project was not good. And I told him, you pay me good money on a daily basis as a contractor, but I need to be honest with you. This product that you built, it doesn't have market, uh, product marketing fits, that kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's, you have huge organizations competing. It was a startup mm. competing with you. you, you you're you're going to burn this money. Like I told him and he was like, no, nah. he didn't want to hear it. Right. And I told him, you know what? It's, it's, it's not going to work because I don't want. So I tried, even before that, I tried to introduce him to another marketing consultant, right. hoping, Smart. Smart. hoping that someone would kind of support and let him see. Mm. But the other consultant was just interested in getting the money from him. Getting the cash, yeah. Getting the cash. And I was like, you know what? And he, the, the relationship just didn't, he didn't want to hear that because he was like, he was his baby. Mm -hmm. And he had different products that he was selling. The one he hired me for was different, but this one he wanted me to be involved in. And I just told him, you're better off just investing this money in properties and just waste it. We're still friends now. Like oh, after good. like a year, we connected back on LinkedIn and we never talked about it, but I knew the company didn't survive, oh. but he still, he learned from it. Good. But he knows that, okay, I just, I, I sleep well at night knowing that yeah. I didn't continue working on that engagement, right. knowing that he was going to burn that money. 
So that's the part where I say sometimes I need to be diplomatic with how I just told him, you're going to waste this money. And he was like, Who's, who the fuck is this guy paying you? <laughs> you don't tell me True. that. Well, you pay me, but I should be able to tell you the truth as well. But if you don't want to hear it, you're cool. So that's something that I will never change. If I see something with a client that I know is not going to help them from a right. business perspective, and if I was in their position, things that I wouldn't do, it's their money, but I'm going to advise them that, okay, you're burning money on PPC. Who is your agency? Get rid of them. Yeah. That's the kind of bluntness that I tell people sometimes and find a better agency. So instead of like, oh, the agency could improve. If I know the agency is just a waste of space, I just like tell the client straight away, you need to find a better agency or hire someone internally to do this work for you because yeah. you're wasting money. But some yeah. people don't like to hear that hard truth. And, and I think that's one of the problems with marketing. It's always about getting money, getting money. We just need to be step back a little bit, be human sometimes and do things with integrity. So that's why I just highlighted, I'm an agile marketing coach, but I'm telling people that you don't need it if you have a good marketing system at play. Right. Yeah, that's what I really enjoyed about you is that you, you, can't, you can't handle, neither can I, the the BS, right? It just drives me crazy. There's a lot of people putting out content and podcasts even where it's like, oh, that's so not, that's so good. Yo, that's so great. Oh, you're amazing. And when I say it, I can mean it, but I, and I, but I can't sort of like do the placating thing. Oh, well, maybe that PP, maybe, maybe next quarter, my friend. Like, no, it's terrible. Please yeah. stop doing that. Yeah. Um, integrity is, is these is, guys is are something. idiots. <laughs> Don't integrity work with is, them. Yeah, integrity yeah. is something that marketing really needs. So yeah. you, you see a lot, of, and I'm not trying, you see a lot of softwares out there that are just not worth the money and sure. people invest a lot of money in there. But again, people have to make money at the end of the day, but sometimes yeah. it just, it is what it is. I'm not trying to use what Trump said. I think that's the word he used. <laughs> <Did> he? <laughs> it you get in trouble if you quote the wrong people. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like I try not to use the word the good people on both sides because <laughs> the guy is just your president. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Who, who's your prime minister these days? I don't. I'm not a political person. I don't pay attention. You don't to even it, know. <laughs> I think it's still Boris because I know is it? it was a okay. woman. I don't know, so I can't. Yeah. I can't say much. Yeah, um, I know. I know he has seven kids or eight. So I know who your queen much. is, but yeah, yeah you'll, the, you'll roll tea. You know what? We've got our politicians. You've got your royalty. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life is good. Yeah, some yeah, things you don't is. have control over. You just have to just admire it, just enjoy it. For sure, so, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, I got to know, you, you've you been picking up... Oh, actually, no. Do you say poultry at one point? Yeah, yeah. When I, was in uni when I was in university, I started a poultry business. So that's where I learned. I had to... I was just... It was just me, and I needed people to help me out. So I had to use friends and relatives. So I had to learn how to, like, motivate people like get people to help uh, like yeah. altruism or some what do you call it like to do things yeah for you for the, because for the good yeah, of it. So yeah yeah i learned a lot from there i had to make sure that i didn't lose money i had to the, the target was make sure you break even at, at yeah. the most because i spent so this some is chickens money. right you just chickens a lot of chickens no no it's poultry like basically do you know broilers yeah yeah, yeah, like a yeah, like a cooker. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. There's a bro that different types of birds. You have the layers, the ones oh. that lay eggs, then you have the broilers. 
And those the are gorillas like, are the ones that are bred for, that are raised for, for food. For food, food. Okay. The layers are the ones that lay eggs. Right. So the ones you, you, you buy in the supermarkets are normally broilers. Got it. So you can get one within 12 weeks, it's ready. It's already big, between 12 weeks. From right. being a, a day-old chick, getting out of the egg, to 12 weeks is huge. Wow. 12 weeks. It's kind of a fun so, life, right? You just get to eat all day. I mean, you nah, get, nah, nah. get that, that at the was, end of it. I, I was producing it to sell. So yeah. basically, I, I get like 150 birds. Wow. Then I raise them from that day old. I targeted Easter and Christmas. Smart. So it was more, okay. So once it's January, second, third week of January, some, I needed to understand when Easter was. So that determined when I got them, right. raised them, then sold them. And I had to wait towards like September, right. October to raise for Christmas. So it was just two cycles. Like a little chicks? No, you, you go, there's some, like, there was like a hashery. Okay. So like a place where they produce those yeah. birds. They, they put the eggs in. They have like an incubator. Okay. So you get like 150 birds hashed. Wow. Freshly hashed. So they're very delicate. So you have to, I had to like monitor that. Because if one of them get infected, you can lose the whole bird. Oh, jeez. I had to watch them. If one is sick, I take him or her, take the bird away, isolate it. So it was more like you have to regular quarantine for any one of them that is sick. That sounds like so work, man. Them. That sounds like, did that pay for school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, wow. my parents had financial issues at the time. So that's what really helped my thinking. So wow. I, I learned to think like a CEO from that perspective. So when I got into marketing, I wasn't doing marketing for the sake of this. I was trying to link marketing to the value yeah. from a revenue perspective. And when I see people just burn, burning money and PPC and I'm not saying PPC is bad, but right. just burning money without understanding the results and the outcome. I was, my thinking was more from a business perspective because Oh, yeah. Having run that business at an early age, it helped me. And then IT as well. IT is always results oriented as well. So that shaped my thinking. So when I came into marketing, worked with software companies, I learned, particularly for, for Isaac Corporation, I worked there. I learned a few things about agile marketing, practical agile marketing. They right. never called it agile marketing. That was 2013. They never used the word Scrum or Kanban. So it was the experience of Fair Isaac Corporation that when I now got to 2016 and I saw the word agile marketing, I was like, what, what, what are you guys talking about? This is not how agile marketing work. And I worked <laughs> with a few other software companies. So I was like, okay, although these guys didn't call it agile marketing, but they did it better than what you guys are writing. It goes back to the BS online where someone just reads agile in IT and just yeah. rebrands it and put it on the internet and say, this is how you do agile marketing. I'm an agile marketing expert. I'm a coach. So right. yeah. it's kind of like a social media ninja. <laughs> Everyone claims to be an expert on a topic yeah. and they don't even know what they're doing and they forget the business purpose in the end. Yeah. It's, it's down to the purpose. It. You're you're hundred yeah. percent correct. Well, Hey man, where can people connect with you? And we're going to put a bunch of links in the show notes, but where, where can they connect with you in particular? LinkedIn is my preferred. Yeah. Um, I'm always active on LinkedIn okay. and I have a YouTube channel that is, yes, that I'm planning to grow. It's my name, Femi Elijah, on YouTube, so they can subscribe to my channel. Well, you just got one more subscriber, so I'm there. <laughs> Thank you. Too. So, yeah, I need to hit a thousand before December. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm I'm at seventy at the moment. So seventy one, man. I told you, you got one more. Seventy two, yeah. Because yeah. I had seventy one before he had seventy one. So yeah, I need to hit a thousand, and I need to churn out videos every week. So yeah, yeah. Got some work to do, but at least it's not chickens, you know. Yeah, I I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Puts life so. in perspective. Like you could, that's hard work right there. So yeah, man, I've um, had a, I've had some interesting jobs. Uh, when I was in uni. I worked as a bouncer part time. That was <laughs> one of the that. best. How jobs tall are you? You look like you're tall. Are you just six two? Six two. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't uh, pick a fight with you. <laughs> no, I'm not violent, so I don't. I don't. No. So yeah, I, I enjoyed working as a bouncer when I was in uni. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, loved it. So, I could yeah. see that. Yeah. Man, man, and then uh, the book. Is yeah. I mean, should people be going out and getting this, or what do you want them to do? Yeah, um, they can read the first book, Lean Agile yeah. Marketing. Um, I'm also working on a second edition. That would be more, yeah, more direct. I was a bit diplomatic, too diplomatic in the first book because uh, I didn't really talk too much. Okay, I didn't want correct. to like, yeah, but this time around, I'm going all out on what Agile Marketing really needs to be. So yeah. I was a bit on the Scrum Cadman side in the first book, so yeah. Awesome. So it sounds like we need to get on that YouTube and then, you know, you're going to keep us in, informed and in what's coming around the bend and when the, when the books are out and the second editions. Yes. And, so that's yes. a good and I'll be publishing um, videos on agile marketing on YouTube as well. Beautiful. Marketing transformation, agile marketing, and some templates as well. Templates okay. they can use for Scrum, Kanban. I'll be putting that Jeez. as well. Templates, everything. Man, <laughs> we did it. We did it. Yeah. We're at the end. Thank you so yeah. much for being here. What do you think? This was your first podcast. You, you seem like a pro. You seem like this is your ninth thousand. I think, yeah. I, I, thank you very much for, uh, for inviting me. I was, I was impressed. Like I was a bit surprised when you said, can I come in? And yeah, thank you very much. I, yeah, I think you, you kind of prepared me well, to, gave me the, the guidance in what I should do. Sure. And I think the most important thing was the fact that I stood up and I have a standing desk. Yeah. If I was sitting, I would have, yeah, standing up, I think. Are you standing up or sitting? You can't tell, can you? <laughs> no. no, I'm <laughs> actually sitting, sitting down, but it's at a stand-up yeah. desk. So does that count? Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's like either or. But I, I'm with yeah. you. Standing up is the way to go for sure. So, yeah. I've, I've, had, I've been recording videos sitting down. I'm thinking standing up just helps the, the airway. Yeah. You talk more. Yeah, so, yeah. So I enjoy it. Thank you very much for having me. I've listened to some of the past episodes of your podcast I'll be listening. Uh, I think you're on iTunes and yeah. Spotify. So Spotify, I'm follow you in that and I'll be listening. Good. So I'm a big fan of podcasts as well. So yeah, I'm going to be Yeah, I know. That's another thing. Like I feel like we should, um, we should plan to have you come back when that edition's out or as yeah. things happen. Yeah. yeah. Catch us up on the new, some of the new stuff you're working on. Sure. And, sure. Uh, and for sure, we need to talk about that. We, we got to talk about tennis and there's a bunch of things we got to talk about. So <laughs> yeah. I'll have to have you come back on here. Yeah. Thank um, you very much for having me. Appreciate it. And yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Totally. What, what, what title are you planning to call this? That's a great question. Uh, yeah. um, you know what? Actually, no, I think I, I think I, I wrote down like the agile marketing transformation. I don't know. That's the best. You like that? Does that, that work? Um, my son checking up on me. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's, that happened to me too. My, my son came in and he came yeah. in during a webinar where I was teaching and I turned yeah. red. It was like one of those experiences and I was like, yeah. mute. I'm like, go away. He, all he wanted was the password for the iPad. And I was like, wow, not a good time. <laughs> How old is he? For the iPad. 
How old is uh, he? Seven. Uh, my son is eight. So yeah, I eight. can I can relate. Yeah. So he's like, probably trying here. to tell me. He's probably trying to tell me that he's he's time for his problem. I well, it's his late. Room is the next room. Yeah, it's late. I'm I'm sure he's like, Dad, stop talking about your stuff again. Um, but this is great. No, for the people listening, if you've learned something, and I freaking know you did because yeah. I have notes. I have two pages of notes over here. I don't know if you can see this, from you. Me, but I like ran out of I ran out of paper, right? So I'm Thank like you. I'm like writing on the sides and everything. So yeah. I've got a ton. Visibility, communication, capability. Yeah. What problem does it solve? Yeah. Um, don't fit your marketing into agile. There's so many key points. So if you're listening and you learn something, share this with someone else, a hundred yeah. people, 4,000 people, whatever yeah. on LinkedIn, yeah. put your thoughts down, share, yeah. tag Femi, tag me. We'll comment. Yeah. Thanks yeah. again, man. This has been a blast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All the best. I'll keep you in Cheers. touch. Cheers. Bye. For those listening, this has been the hardcore marketing show. We'll catch you all next time.